This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. At the end of November, world leaders will be gathering in Dubai for the latest annual United Nations Conference on Climate Change. It's called COP28 and it comes at the end of a year when climate change has been a big talking point around the world. So in this Squish Shortcut, we're going to talk about what COP28 is and what it's hoping to achieve. And we'll get you across where Australia is positioned in all of it. Squish Shortcuts is your backstory to the big news stories. I'm Alex Ty. And I'm Claire Kimball. Claire, before we get into this Shortcuts, we do have a bit of housekeeping news and it is about the Shortcuts channel itself. Yeah, don't you love starting off with a bit of housekeeping? But (laughs) this is very important. So what it means is that we're going to try and make things a little bit easier for you, the audience. Uh, From next week, this podcast feed will be renamed News Club and more on that in a bit. Our Shortcuts podcast will move over to the Squiz Today feed. The reason being that that'll make it easier for our daily Squiz Today listeners to access shortcuts. But Claire, News Club, that sounds like a new show. I know, and how fun does it sound? It's going to be excellent. (laughs) Um, We already have the weekly wrap, which will be in the News Club feed. And from 2024, we're going to have more shows, Alex. That's pretty exciting. It is very fun to talk about the news. And in the meantime, if any listeners out there aren't following Squiz Today, you can do that by searching for Squiz Today in your podcast app or by using the link in our episode notes. Hit follow, hit the bell. That means that you'll know when new episodes of Shortcuts drop. And you can watch this space for new shows. Now, on to today's episode. And Claire, it is that time of the year again when all of the nations get together to check in on climate change and to try and push global policies forward for keeping global warming to non-catastrophic levels. Yep, it really is, as we were just talking about, Alex, before we started recording, a bit of a benchmark as to how quickly these years are ticking over. (laughs) Uh, We're almost at that annual COP meeting, which stands for Conference of the Parties. It's the main event on the calendar for climate diplomacy. And this year, it's scheduled from the 30th of November to the 12th of December, and it's happening in Dubai. And that host city has raised some eyebrows, as we'll get into a bit later, Claire. But first, let's get into what to expect from COP this year. And to do that, let's have a look at the climate context that this meeting is happening in. Yeah, so squizzers who regularly listen to the Squiz Today podcast or read the newsletter will know we've been talking about the weather a lot this year. Back mm. in July, the biggest global story was that heat waves in the Northern Hemisphere were creating chaos, also lots of fires, there were lots of floods, extreme weather events and it really seemed like every other day a global record temperature was being broken. And in fact, that's what was happening at the start of July. The record for the hottest day ever was broken four days in a row. And that month, July 2023, turned out to be the hottest month on record ever. Yeah, on top of heat in the middle of the year, Canada had 
enormous wildfires. Greece had enormous wildfires. They were both in the news a lot. Uh, We've also been seeing other indicators of climate change, like the record low amount of ice in Antarctica this year. There were catastrophic fires in Hawaii, in the United States, and in the Middle East, the wet bulb temperature, which is this measure of heat, which includes humidity, that measure reached levels scientists consider potentially deadly. Now, we could go on, Claire, talking about all of these climate catastrophes, but let's move on to COP28. And with all of that in the background, politicians and climate leaders are getting together in Dubai with the aim of pushing forward our global cooperation on slowing climate change. Yeah, and that's always the aim. They come together every year to have those discussions. And we know that in the past, these conferences have achieved significant agreements. The biggest example, of course, is the 2015 Paris Agreement. It was an international treaty where every country in the world agreed to keep the rising global average temperatures to below two degrees Celsius and preferably below 1.5 degrees. Are we actually going to hit that target? Scientists say no to the one and a half degree target. The expectation is that we will exceed that temperature rise next decade or even as early as this decade. So that is the quick setup for COP28. Next, let's talk about this year's meeting. So COP28 has its work cut out for it, but we mentioned that the location, Dubai in the United Arab Emirates, that has not been a universally popular choice. No, the United Arab Emirates, or the UAE, it's one of the biggest oil-producing countries in the world, and burning oil to make electricity and power cars is one of the major contributors to climate change. And on top of that, the person that the UAE has appointed as the chair of this year's talks is a man named Sultan Ahmed Al-Jabba. He is the chief executive of the Abu Dhabi National Oil Company. Needless to say, climate activists were not thrilled with that choice, although officials from COP28 have pointed out that Al Jabba was also the founder of a renewable energy company back in 2006. For this COP28, Al Jabba has outlined four priorities for the summit. Yeah, on the agenda for the summit, number one, fast-tracking the renewable energy transition. Uh, Number two is to get commitments from wealthy, high-polluting companies. Um, They want them to fund low-income countries that are most affected by climate change. Third on the list, uh, Al Jabba wants the summit to focus on people, livelihoods and nature. And finally, is to make COP28 the most inclusive United Nations climate summit to date. As for the attendee list, there will be a couple of high-profile names there. Pope Francis is planning on making an appearance in Dubai. That will be the first time a Pope has ever attended a climate conference. And King Charles is also scheduled to make an appearance. And, of course, Australia will be there. Our delegation is going to be led by Climate Change and Energy Minister Chris Bowen. And, Claire, that's a good segue to check in on Australia and how our climate change policies are going. So just to recap, to set the scene, Labor's big climate commitment at the 2022 election was that they would cut greenhouse gas emissions by 43% by 2030. That figure, 43%, is of our 2005 levels of emissions. Labor's promise was up from the coalition's target of 26 to 28% by 2030. 
but where the parties agreed was on a longer-term goal of net zero emissions by 2050. Yeah, it all comes back to us, doesn't it, when we think about last year's election. But <laughs> look, the big cut to that short-term target was notable. It was legislated under the Climate Change Act, and that act also makes it compulsory for the Minister for Climate Change to give an annual statement on how we're going when it comes to achieving those targets. For its first statement, which came in at the end of last year, Minister Bowen said that we weren't on track to reach the 43% reduction, and at our current rate, it's more likely to be 40% by 2030. Yeah, Bowen said at the time, there is so much more to do. And Claire, you mentioned that the statement was at the end of last year. It was on the 1st of December, so we're nearly due for the 2023 climate change statement. But for now, Australia's climate policies have faced a different type of scrutiny. That was when our Prime Minister attended the Pacific Islands Forum earlier in November. Yeah, of course, the Pacific Islands are one of those regions that is most vulnerable to climate change. There are some islands there that are particularly low-lying, and we talked about an agreement with Tuvalu to actually help those people move to Australia if things do get particularly dire there. Um, But that meeting in the Cook Islands, it was where Anthony Albanese met with the leaders from that region. Climate change was the major topic of discussion. And the thing to note here is that Australia is the biggest nation at that forum. We're also the biggest emitter. So it is one of those discussions that have been had over a number of years about exactly what more could Australia do to help global climate change get a better result. And given that dynamic between Australia and these Pacific Island nations, you might expect that Australia was in for a frosty reception at the Pacific Islands Forum. But Anthony Albanese said that at the forum, our climate policies were met with nothing but positive feedback. Well, I'm not quite sure that it was nothing but positive, but certainly that was the Prime Minister's spin on it. Um, The interesting part, of course, is that there are factions that are pressuring Australia to do more as part of the world to reduce emissions, like phasing out of coal. So that's an ongoing discussion with our Pacific neighbours. There's an interesting dynamic, of course, because our Pacific Islands family, we really want their support for us to host the COP meeting in 2026. Yeah, exactly. So the Labor government has said that it wants to host its own COP meeting, and the likely time for that would be three years from now, COP 31 in 2026. But in order to actually get that gig as the host of COP, Australia does need support from other countries, especially our Pacific neighbours. Yeah, and this idea, this bid for COP31, it's just sort of really morphed over the last few years. But the latest thinking is that we'd make a joint bid with our Pacific Island neighbours. So we do need them on side. Mm. And it does appear that they are. But the climate minister from Vanuatu, for example, is one who has written to Australia to ask us to stop expanding our use of fossil fuels and our export of fossil fuels as part of this COP31 pitch. Right. And that demand actually lines up with domestic criticism from within Australia, from climate activists and the Greens Party, who say that Australia is letting the world down by approving new fossil fuel projects like coal mines. They say that to stick below the 1.5 degrees of warming, the world can't afford any ongoing reliance on fossil fuels. 
Yeah, there's also the view from many experts that we actually do need to do more to try and help the world meet those targets. Uh, To do that, some experts say that we need to cut our emissions by around 75% by 2030. That's, of course, is much higher than the current target of 43% emissions reductions. So we will just have to wait and see how Australia fares at COP28 and whether we get called out. And then we'll also have to see whether the world does agree on a pathway away from fossil fuels and towards renewable energy sources. And that is your shortcut to COP28. Now onto our recommendations. Each week on the podcast, we like to suggest further reading, watching or listening on the topic. And if you've got it in you, my recommendation is a book by David Wallace Wells called The Uninhabitable Earth, which gathers together the best climate science on what is already happening now and also what the world might look like in the future. Yeah, I just read a quick blurb about that, Alex. It sounds really interesting that scientists actually talk about the worst that could possibly happen, which is a really interesting train of thought. Um, From my end, Squiz Kids, of course, talks to kids about the big news things in the world. They do have a climate and COP28 squeeze kids shortcut out on this. It's going to be later this week on Thursday. So keep an eye out for that if you do want to tap that resource to actually talk to your kids about climate change. We will have links to both of those in the show notes. And that is it for us. If you like what you heard, please tell people about the podcast. And if you have any requests, you can send them through to hello at thesquiz.com.au. Thank you so much for listening. Until next week.